Hi, my name is Shirley Bilson, and I'm your host for the Revelation podcast. This podcast is about reinvention, courageous goal setting, and inclusive thinking for results. It's a mix of personal journey, reinvention stories, strategies, and exploring the critical role of what goes on between your ears, taking a conscious look at unconscious thinking. Always remember, if you jump in deep enough, you don't have time to be scared. Good morning, podcast listeners. I used a phrase in the text of yesterday's episode that got me thinking about what I would do on today's episode. And it's not a phrase you often hear, mental self-flagellation. In fact, flagellation is not a word you hear very often these days, but I kind of like the word, even though the meaning's a little bit off. But mental self-flagellation is a very good way of describing what we tend to do to ourselves when we're under stress, we're overwhelmed, we're in the midst of stuff going on. And it can be described in all kinds of other ways that maybe, not maybe, are much more positive. You know, when we're talking about, you need to increase your self-care, your daily self-care, you need to increase your self-worth, your self-esteem. Yep, you do. And you probably know that already. But I think it's quite easy to engage in this almost addictive, state of mental self-flagellation without realizing the extent to which you do it. But in many episodes, I'm endeavoring to bring your attention to it because the very first step in changing how you respond to make your life better is to notice that you're doing it. that bong I wish I could turn it off that's flipping Facebook isn't it (laughs) Ah. if you didn't pick that up on the audio which I think you did just ignore me but you know it was a bong from Facebook so mental self-flagellation it's basically when you you constantly beat yourself up without realizing you're doing it you're telling yourself that you should have remembered this you should have done that you should have not done the other, uh, you perhaps have a long list of stuff that again I've mentioned before. And instead of congratulating yourself and celebrating and feeling a little bit good about the things you've crossed off and done and succeeded with, you reprimand yourself constantly. And you may not realise it's constant, but there is a constant repeating thought pattern that goes on in the background about all the things you haven't done and where you've failed rather than succeeded. And I'll give you an example of this where people don't realise they do it. And this is someone I was working with this week. He has a real problem with a phobia. So this is not the normal stuff I do, but sometimes I, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll just do it. That's where this person believes the problem lies exclusively. It's all about this phobia. 
But when I got them talking more about it, I could see, and but they but they couldn't. They couldn't see this. That all of their conversation. I said, so how many times in your life has this actually been a problem? Ten. Now you might think ten times in your entire life. That's not that bad, is it? But here's where it gets interesting. So. I said, so how many times do you think you've actually imagined that in your mind? Because this is where the problem lies, not how often the thing happens that bothers us. It's how many times we think about the thing happening that bothers us. And every time we think about it and we imagine it, we've re-experienced it. So I was I was trying to help them see, without me actually saying that, that Oh goodness, it's only happened 10 times, but in my head, it's happened hundreds of times. Because every time I think about it, I'm going over it again. I'm self, mentally self-flagellating by making myself feel awful over and over and over again by reminding myself just how bad it felt and when it started feeling bad and how bad it got and how much worse it could get. That's classic mental self-flagellation. Only what got even more interesting from my perspective, which I kind of left them with, we've parked that for next time, was even though this person still wasn't, it's like, no, it's only 10 times. I'm not sure I'm really following you with that, Shirley, that mental self-flagellation thing. No, I don't, all right, maybe, maybe 20, <laughs> like they really couldn't see. Uh, and then it was, oh my goodness, this is really proving, like this little molehill is, is growing as we speak. And it was the, the statistical, so this person had done with their logical brain, oh, I'm gonna do a bit of research here, the statistical likelihood of it happening in a whole host of different circumstances, mapped out. So, and, and this is not, if you if you think like this, this mental self-flagellation is not deliberate, you don't do it deliberately, it's not your fault, but it's how the brain can start behaving if you don't realize you're doing it and it doesn't get better, it gets worse. Unless you step in, you take some steps to deal with it. So clearly this thought process just 10 actual times it's happened, but then the re repeated, going over and over and over how bad it was, or I think it was worse than that, like elevating how bad it really was. Each time you revisit, there's an increased capacity to mentally self-flagellate. So you're whipping yourself harder each time you do it. And then this person had gone out and actually thought, oh, oh hang on a minute. There's a likelihood that it could happen here and it could happen there and it could happen there. And, and if I don't, I need to check off how, how likely is this. Da, da, da. They'd exponentially expanded their capacity to mentally self-flagellate. And their, bless them, their conscious mind was kind of taken in by this. I always talk about the whole purpose of lowering background stress and anxiety and helping someone with that to refocus on how you want your life to be and beginning to create it the way you want it, you need to kind of empty out some of this excessive mental self-modulation to be able to do that, because then you can think clearly. 
and the part of your mind I call the conscious mind, which does the simple stuff, like what shoes should I wear today, uh, has the freedom and the space to make better decisions. But sometimes it gets totally so bought in to the mental self-flagellation, as had happened in this case, that it goes round seeking more justification for the problem to, to be retained and to continue. And so on the one hand, this person is going, I need to solve this problem. I, I can't go on like this. This can't, this can't continue. And yet the person has somehow, their conscious mind has got caught up and he's sustaining and maintaining and going, no, we're not getting rid of this. No, it's really important because I've done the statistics and I've done the, uh, the projections on this. Mental self-flagellation perpetuated. So the way to stop it is not just to go stop. Okay, stop doing that. Right, why don't you stop doing that now, Shirley? Stop doing what? Is your first question, stop doing what? That thing you're doing, what I'm not doing, no, what, what am I doing? You know those conversations you have sometimes with people. That's what it can be like. And again, I don't mean to be frivolous because when we're feeling this, if you check in with yourself, you may even have stopped noticing tension in your body, heart rate a little higher. If you've got one of those heart rate monitors, you know, check. Is yours higher than it should be most of the time? Sweat production, you may not notice. We've had a hot spell, well, you would, but even on a you know cool day, you probably don't notice it, but there are little telltale signs, slower uh, digestion slowing down, little telltale signs that there's some mental self-flagellation going on. And when you identify it, you can start, it's like you suddenly become the bouncer on the door who's had the training that, that tells them which people can come in and which can't. Up until that point, they just let anyone in. Yeah, come in, that's fine, come in, yep, fine, let's come in, come in, come in. And then, and then it has the training. It's all, hang on a minute, are you? I don't think, no, I don't think you're allowed in here. But it doesn't yet have the authority, but it can identify who's going in that shouldn't be going in. That's the, the next stage for you, is to A, recognize that this mental self-flagellation, this endless procession, of unhelpful negative thoughts are traveling in right past your conscious mind, which is being utterly ineffective in stopping any of them. Your next step is to give your conscious mind a little bit of training. So it recognizes some of those thoughts going in that shouldn't be going in. Go, oh, 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 there's another, there's another, there's another, oh, there's another, there's another. You don't have to do anything with it at this stage. The next stage after that is just stopping some of them at the door. You go, excuse me, but can I, can I just stop you there for a moment? You may not at that point have the authority or the strength to prevent them going in, like, like this bouncer who doesn't quite have the gravitas yet. Uh, so you, you stop them, you, you, you're a bit, they think they're a bit questionable, but somehow they, they go on in anyway. But eventually, you gain more confidence, more experience with identifying them, and then you can begin to actually prevent them going in. Not by telling them to stop or go away, they just stop coming. 
Now, some people find my analogies and my metaphors really helpful and others probably are utterly bemused and bewildered about who, what bouncer, what club, where, send mental self-flagellation. It's just the way my mind works. I love analogies and metaphors. It, for me, just makes it easier to understand stuff. But the key point that I wanted to make is how common this is, especially during menopause and midlife. And it's not about you, you aren't 40 in some way, you didn't get the duff gene at birth, you aren't necessarily having it harder than other people, you aren't alone in it, but you can do something about it. So if you found this episode helpful, please share on social media platforms, leave a comment. If you'd like help with it, send me a message, leave a comment. I will be opening up a program very shortly. If you'd like to be informed about when that happens and stay connected, as I say, either messaging me or getting connected on the Facebook page, The Mental Wealth Factory. So over and out, have a great day. Just see if you can notice, am I doing that? Am I doing that mental self-flagellation? And let me know how you get on, what you notice, and maybe what you change. Just knowing about it can help you make changes. Okay, over and out.